My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. So this week we saw The Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Which I loved. You know, it was weird because we have a favorite movie theater here in town. Mm-hmm. And it's new, so not a lot of people are going Which there. is perfect. It's almost empty. Yeah, yeah all the time. almost every time. And it's an icon cinema, and if you don't have one of those, we didn't until recently. Mm-hmm. They have, like, I don't know, barriers or walls between, yeah, between each, each row. row. So it's like, of course you've got your people to your left and your right. Mm-hmm. But, but even those, the seats are huge. Yeah. So. I mean, they're recliner seats like most of the theaters are doing now, but they're even bigger. Exactly. They're amazing. And it's almost empty. So we tried to go see. We just saw it on February 25th. And it was already out of Icon Cinema. Yeah, it was already gone, sadly. So Which, we didn't get to go to our theater. Yeah. Which, that kind of made me nervous about seeing the movie because I was like... It didn't stay in theaters very long. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with it? And I did see quite a bit of... Tra- I know we've been to the movies recently, but mm-hmm. I saw quite a lot of trailers for it, so I was kind of surprised it was already gone. Right? But it is a smaller theater, and there are other things coming out, I guess. But went and saw it, like I said, on Monday, and just kind of a off-the-cuff. Uh, this is a new movie... So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to hear spoilers, you should not listen. Yeah. Go see it. It'll probably be in the Dollar Theater soon and then come back and listen. So just fair warning, this will contain spoilers. This movie starts out in Montgomery County, Ohio. Like, it's really dark and it's in kind of a wooded area. And it was like coming in on this like creepy, I don't know if it was a barn or a shack or a house. It felt so much like, are we in the right theater? It was very misleading. Like, this is not a movie about a little boy. This is some dilapidated shack yeah what the heck? it was really an interesting beginning that is mm-hmm. important later but uh there a girl like punches through the door and mm-hmm. unlocks it and she runs out screaming so you're like oh okay <laughs> somebody has her locked up in there and or she's possessed or that. that you don't well because okay so the trailers of the movie you don't really know it's what, the prodigy is exactly. he just it's like crazy smart yeah or is he possessed yeah what is you it don't, you don't know in my head, Prodigy is like, he's crazy intelligent. Exactly. And I thought going into it, okay, maybe it's that whole thing of him using more of his brain mm-hmm. than, you know, the rumored 10% that we use, which I don't even think that's true. But so there are two jump scares right off, right off the bat. And I was like, for me, when there are two jump scares in the first five minutes, that is not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Personally, because I'm like, this movie's going to ride off of cheap jump scares. Yeah, but they were jump scares that you knew were coming. There, there are only two jump scares that actually got yeah. me. Everything else you kind of knew when it was coming. But. Right. I just was like, mm, I hope this doesn't ride right. just the jump. You know, I hope it has a plot that can stand up, you know. Mm-hmm. But this girl runs and she's, it's kind of a typical kidnapping escapee. She runs to the road and almost somebody almost hits her. First of all, why is that lady, she's like driving on the opposite side of the road. Have you oh, seen I didn't, that? I didn't notice, no. She's, like, on the right, and then she crosses over the line, and she's in the freaking left lane and almost hits this girl. She's just on country road, you know. Jesus Christ. Piddling. Listening to music or something. I don't know. She, But uh, she almost hits her. Mm-hmm. But it's the most dramatic, like, swerving off. <laughs> like, the car spins around, mm-hmm. you know. She doesn't just... For me, I would probably... My first instinct would be slam on brake. Right, exactly. Not, like cut my wheel right. like you know 180 degrees but that's what she does and uh she gets out and this woman is crouched on the other side of her car and she just says he took my hand and she's mm-hmm. handless 
So are you dealing with a serial killer? Are you dealing with a ritual? Right, exactly. You don't, you don't know. So right then, this it does does some cutting back and forth of scenes. It'll be here and then it'll be mm-hmm. there, but most movies, you know, do that. They cut to Fox Chapel, Pennsylvania in the evening, and there's a pregnant woman mm-hmm. that starts having contractions. And so this introduces us to the family. Right, that the one that you see in the trailer. Exactly. The mother. Yep. And the man's name is John, mm-hmm. and her name is Sarah. And they're going to the hospital. That's all you see. And then it cuts all right back to the spooky little... So when at the beginning you see the shed, but then in this scene you see that it's attached to this bigger like house. house. Right. Yeah. And it cuts to this man, and he's humming a very distinct mm-hmm. tune, if you will. And it's, he's working on something. It doesn't really... Or does it? I don't remember. What sucks now, I love what we like this podcast and seeing movies, but I'm taking notes constantly. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I look down to take notes and I miss things. So I didn't see if he was working on anything in particular. I just, no, he was sitting at a desk. He's just like a really smart tinkerer and he's messing with something electronic. Yeah. Which brings me, you know, Ted Kaczynski vibes very much. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of when you were like, okay, so serial killer? He's mm-hmm. very like, this is a just a run-of-the-mill serial killer right. that kills women and cuts off their hand because he has a fascination with their hand for some right. reason. It cuts back to the hospital, and for someone, now I've never had a baby, and but this is her first, and she's very, something I wrote down was she's very calm. She's incredibly calm. I would be freaking out. Yeah, like, I I don't know. Like, I, again, I've never had a kid, and I don't know if I ever will, but I can tell you I would be freaking out. Mm-hmm. And it just shows her being very calm. And then it immediately cuts back to the spooky house. I'm confused about one thing, though. Yeah. Like, they're, they put her on the bed, mm-hmm. and they're already strapping her up with a machine, which I get they can loosen. But they're already putting an IV in her arm, and she still has a shirt on. She they doesn't... haven't even put her in the gown yet. Yes. How, are, <laughs> how is that going to work out? That's not going to work out. I've been to a birth, and, I mean, the first thing that I think they did was they told her undress completely. Exactly. So, yeah. That's another horror story all on its own. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful, but poor Jessica. Anyways. Also terrifying at the end. Jessica. Yeah. And then when it cuts back to the spooky house, you can see a SWAT team. So you had this girl escape. So obviously she's... She called for gossip. Yeah. She she wasn't one of those people that's just like, I'm just never going to think about this Mm -hmm. again. She lost her freaking hand. She's going to think about it every day. Exactly. And... As a victim, you don't want that to happen to anybody else, I would assume. Mm-hmm, you know? Exactly. So go get the police. And especially if you know where he is now. If I escaped from somewhere and I had no idea where I was and I just blindly ran, yeah. I would probably still go to the police. But understand, they might not find him. Right, exactly. Yeah. But he's a tech geek and he's very intelligent. So he's got his house yeah. wired I with cameras. I was freaked out in the beginning. I was like, oh my god, he's got like bombs planted. But that wasn't the case. He mm-hmm. just kind of... Surrendered nakedly, but he didn't put up a fight. <laughs> no, and he freaks out and he sees, you know, it's just interesting to me how he, it's just kind of interesting to me how he notices the SWAT team, but he didn't have a camera on his captive, on his right? victims. Somebody like that, you would think that they would be all eyes on them all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of interesting that he didn't even know she broke out at this point. He has no idea. Also, there's so many straps on the table. How did she do it? Yeah. That's impressive. You don't ever get any answers about uh-huh. that. He goes outside to basically meet the SWAT team, and he has something behind his back, and, of course, they think it's a weapon. Right. And so they 
shoot, but he actually had her hand mm-hmm. in his hand. Which is horrifying in a totally yep. different way. And they shoot him dead. Mm-hmm. And something that I noticed when it cuts back to the hospital, the baby has been born, mm-hmm. and then it's got the blood stains from just being born, mm-hmm. the mucusy, bloody stuff, in the same spots as the... Where he got shot. The, yeah, the killer just got cool. shot. Yeah. It was a good little hint. Yeah, foreshadowing to mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Exactly. And it just kind of cuts through the age of the child. So 20 weeks and four days, his eyes are different colors. Yeah, he's already starting to move up through the chain of things that he's supposed to be doing. Exactly. He didn't cry when he got, like, vaccinations, those giant needles. He Mm -hmm. was just kind of like, okay, this is fine, you know, whatever. And he's using full words. Yeah. At, what is, 20 weeks and four days. Yeah. Like, just like mama and stuff like that. But they typically babies don't enunciate Mm -hmm. at all, you know, at that age. 26 months, mom's reading books about raising a gifted kid because she's like, he is off the chart mm-hmm. intelligent. And they want to send him to preschool at two because he's developing so quickly and so early. Did you catch this? He's talking to somebody in his fucking crib. Or like talking. When he's he's standing up and mm-hmm. he's holding on to the crib. Yeah, it's creepy. That is my, I of course, baby monitors are great for parents. No, but baby oh my monitors God. are so scary. Yeah. Especially the ones that are cameras nowadays. No, you're going to see something there. I mean, I probably will, both to watch my kid and also to watch for ghosts. (laughs) But, like, I don't want to know, so I don't know. It cuts from two to five, and at five years old, they're having his intelligence tested, like, by psychologists or doctors. And, like I said, he's off the chart intelligent, and he has a difficult time making friends. And they say because some areas of his brain aren't developed as others, and... They mean, like, the social part. And, right. You know. So that gives you kind of a hint into he's going to be kind of the weird smart kid. Mm-hmm. I hate to say, you know. Right. But it cuts to eight years. So it goes from five to eight at this point. And he's, it's really sweet because he's, like, playing with his mom and they have this little staring contest. So there are a lot of things about Miles yeah. that are normal child. But then he knows things like paprika. And I want they're some all paprika like, on this chicken. How do you know what that is? How do you know what it tastes like? Yeah. Right. That's super weird. And he's like, I don't know. And the parents go out mm-hmm. for a date night. Which I love their date night. It's the best. And I could <laughs> totally get down with that. They just park in their car and get drunk and it's great. Yeah. The only thing I was like, you literally are getting drunk in your car, which is like a no-no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the the dad says, we are not leaving until you drink all these beers. So maybe he's just trying to get, that's true. you know, let her, you well, know, yeah, have fun Yeah, you can tell whatever. that she's super invested in yeah. making sure that this little boy is Well, this is good. not the, she's lost pregnancies before. Mm-hmm. I don't know at what point it says this, and I may have it It was when he was a baby later. baby, so we've already yeah. gone past that. But yeah, yeah she does mention that she didn't think he was going to happen. Exactly. So this is like her miracle child. And so, of course, not only is she a mother, they're all very invested in their child, mm-hmm. but she's got an off-the-chart intelligent baby. And it was one she tried to have for so, so, so long and mm-hmm. never thought it was going to happen. So for her to cut loose is probably pretty rare. Right. I'm sure it's rare for all parents, which is why I'm not ready to have a kid yet. I'm too selfish. <laughs> like right now when we're recording this, the pug is outside. Mm-hmm. Leia's and her little baby gated off, and I can't just put a kid outside while we record. Of course no. you can. <laughs> I can go in the chicken coop with the other ones. There are play sets that go outside. Just have them go play out there. Swing set. Exactly. 
while they're gone, Miles wants to play hide-and-seek with the babysitter, which I have never considered hide-and-seek to be creepy. But I guess right? when you think about it, you know, yeah. somebody could pop out at you any moment exactly. <laughs> because they're hiding, you know. And, well, like, in the, we just talked about The Conjuring. They had a hide-and-clap that added a whole different yeah. creepy element to it. So he wants to play hide-and-seek. And when you got creepy kids, it's going to be creepy. Yeah, another game. I cannot play with my children whenever I have them. It'll be great. I'll play with the, your kids playing hide and seek. And I'll play they, hide and seek all day. They can stab you with glass. And what's scarier, looking for someone, not knowing if you're going to open something and finding, or having to stand in the dark waiting yes. to be found? It's, they're both bad. <laughs> I didn't think that as a kid, though. I loved hide and seek. Right? I find some really creative little crevices to get into. So the babysitter, I think her name is Zoe, she starts counting. And this is kind of the first, you know he's a creepy kid because of how intelligent and, you know, there's something off. But he's been really sweet up until now. This is the first moment or scene, I guess, where you really see how creepy this Mm -hmm. kid is. She counts, and then when she opens her eyes, he's just staring at her. Yeah. Like, stiff as a board, just got this look on his face. Yeah. And she asks if he wants more time, and he says yes, and he runs to hide. But he's just standing in the kitchen, and he's saying weird stuff to himself, maybe in a different language. It's, mm-hmm. You can't really tell. Just He's just kind of mumbling under his breath. And he unscrews a light bulb. Yeah. Which we don't know what he's doing exactly yet. Right. And so Zoe starts hearing weird noises, and, you know, she's opened her eyes, and she's looking around. And she slowly is very slowly walking around a dark house. And it's setting up a kind of creepy something's coming mm-hmm. vibe. And she opens the basement door and she flips on the light and the light doesn't work. So she goes downstairs. Would not be my first instinct. No, to would go not go downstairs. down there. If he decided to hide down there, guess what? He can come up when he's like, scared. I'm going to watch TV and you just, I ain't, I ain't coming down there. Exactly. <laughs> she, but she goes downstairs and she's barefoot because like they're in the house. Oh, I thought he was going to like come up the stairs or something. Like I run was, I was ready. Yes. Oh, that would have been a good scene. Ugh, no. Mm. Oh, this was rough. She steps on... It reminded me of the scene in The Quiet Place when she steps on the nail. Mm-hmm. But she steps on... It looks like a broken glass, like mm-hmm. a cup or something. And it just goes right into her foot. Mm. And of course, she's down there screaming and bleeding. And she's trying to dig this. I mean, it goes in really Like, good. super deep. I thought she had to have cut something bad. Like, where she's not going to walk sure. for a while. Yeah. I mean, and the, that soft part on your arch. Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. I got stung by a scorpion there one time. And I, that was, it was just one of those little ones. Like, in Texas, they're, like, I don't know, middle finger sized. But it got me right on the soft part of my arch. Mm-hmm. And that was excruciating. So, yeah. can't imagine. I mean, that thing, at least... Oh, we went went in a good inch. Yeah, it looked like she had it was to have gruesome. cut some tendons and shit. She well, had to. Have. Oh god, she's gonna have to get surgery. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and the parents get home, and his mom asks him what he remembers, and he says, "We were watching TV, and then she got hurt." He has no memory, allegedly has no memory of her getting hurt, them playing hide and seek. So pretty much from the moment he went creepy, yeah, to when his parents got home, which is so scary for that little boy. Yeah. If it's true. Right. You know. Because kids obviously will do anything to not get in trouble. Right. So if he was like, I don't know, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But he starts crying like he's genuinely uh, shaken up. And I'm not sure if this is the same night, just later, or if it's a different night. But it cuts to a night 
and everyone's sleeping and the dog is growling and starts barking in the hallway outside of Miles' room. And Miles is talking in his sleep in a weird language and his mom goes in and just happens to be a tape recorder in his room Right, by just his randomly bed. sitting right there. Like, I guess they could set up the... Narr- like, he is also, like, he's very intelligent so he, like he said about the other guy, he tinkers a lot. Mm-hmm. But also, it was just kind of weird for there to be a tape recorder with a tape in it just Literally right there. Right, there. right next to his Not bed. she had to wander into another room or yeah. even wander across that room. Literally right there. Didn't have to like dig into the 90s archives next yeah. to the stereo or anything. It was just right there, ready to go. Miles wakes up while she's recording him and he says he wasn't having a bad dream. He was having a good dream. But she was like, no, you were having a bad dream. And he's like, no, it was a good dream. And she's like, Okay. <laughs> And then it just cuts to daytime, and Miles is at school in a science classroom. And he goes up to these two kids, a boy and a girl, and he says he wants to work with Haley. And the boy working with Haley, they're like lab partners, I guess, says they already had plans. And so he gets that look again, that look on his face, that just like, dead, I'm gonna fuck you up Mm -hmm. look, creepy look. And he walks to, he says he's going to go to the restroom, but he goes to the janitor's closet. He speaks this language again, and he gets a wrench, a big, a big wrench. Mm-hmm. And he beats the shit out of this boy. That poor little boy. What would you do if you were the parent of a little boy that got beat to shit like that? That kid would never be in that school ever again. I'm sorry, he would be gone. Mm-hmm. Either either way, either my son or that child would be out. Absolutely. Well, I, I will. I would go after. I don't know, I would go after the parents. Yeah, I, you absolutely. Know, what are you gonna do about this? I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying I would sue, but by any means, because what would you do as the teacher, like the teacher's in there. Yeah, I, I, I think I would be so shocked for half a minute, half a second, and then I'd want to kill that kid. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and being the parent of. Okay, let's just say you are the parent of a bully, not even a kid that beats another kid with a wrench. Literally just somebody, one of my biggest fears. Yeah, just somebody that is a mean kid, mean yeah. to other. You know, I don't know if you ever experienced any bullying when you were a kid. I didn't when I entered into kind of like puberty age, but mm-hmm. I remember some things in elementary school feeling kind of singled out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know how that feels. Imagine if your child is is the perpetrator of that. Yeah. Much less. Beats a fucking kid almost to death with a wrench because he didn't get his way. Exactly. I mean, that young, having not killed anybody yet, I guess they would go into intensive therapy. Yeah, which I think that's pretty much... I mean, he's been watched since he was little because of his intelligence, so he's got, like, a a psychologist or psychiatrist. She's a doctor, um, Mm -hmm. one of those. I don't know if it ever specifies. But actually, funny you say that, right after that, right after that scene, it cuts to him taking a Warshak test. Which is smart. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's get this figured out before it gets way worse. Yeah. I think, especially being so inclined to horror movies and true crime and serial killers, my first thought would be, okay, I have a psychopath or a sociopath in my hands. Absolutely, yep. More on the psychopath side, because sociopaths, I know he's young, but they try to fit in, Mm -hmm. whereas he's just... Yeah, he's not trying at all. He just wants to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Or hurt, or yeah. maim, or whatever. And again, he tells his therapist when he was beating the boy, he thought if he didn't, he wouldn't get hurt anymore. The person hurting him would stop hurting him. And he does say someone's been hurting him, but he won't tell. And the doctor recommends medications and a specialist. Which, when the doctor is like, mm-hmm. 
I once you go to a specialist, you know the doctor has they it's yeah, out of their absolutely. realm, you know. Which is scary for a parent. This poor mother, this whole movie. Yeah. She just wants a normal ass kid that wants to run and play and do homework and she just was the farthest thing from it. The mom in that instance shows the doctor the tape recording and lets her listen to it and the doctor tells them you know that some sort of abuse may be going on mm-hmm. and then it cuts to that evening and Sarah is telling John that the therapist mentioned abuse and you find out that John's father was abusive to him and so right. they're like was your dad ever around him or anything like that and so you kind of hear this Miles grandfather is a piece of shit little blurb here right of which Miles is listening to. Right. In the hallway. He's a spooky kid. Yeah. I think <laughs> this is going to sound if I ever have to fight or Brad and I have kids and we ever get into a fight or something, we're texting that shit or like something. Right? Because like, they hear, like, I, I can't tell you how many fights I heard my parent growing up or they're, be- of course, behind closed doors. But first of all, it's a residential home. It's not like it's a soundproof room. Like, mm-hmm. kids are going to hear. And that, first of all, even if they're not creepy, it can kind of mess with them a little bit so right that actually makes me think there's an episode in uh, jane the virgin Mm -hmm. where she has a baby with this guy she's not married to and he's sleeping on them so they're Mm -hmm. on either side he's in the middle and they're just texting a fight back and forth while he's laying right there yeah it's perfect yeah (laughs) (laughs) my next note is literally because he was standing there poor parents kids are so scary even not scary kids are scary (laughs) but what happened during this too is john goes to check on him and says the meds have completely knocked him out. But then he's listening at the door. So they gave him these... I didn't even catch that. Yeah, they gave him these crazy medications that knocked him out, apparently. I did not catch that. But huh. then he was standing at the door. So he was faking, and the meds yep. didn't affect him. Like, they think they did, which is also scary. Because a sedative yeah. can't even knock your kid out. Exactly. Terrifying. And that night, his mom goes to check on him while he's sleeping. And he's mouthing some words. And she covers him up, it's real cute, and she walks away and she hears him whisper, go fuck yourself. Like, as a very slight little whisper. (laughs) And she turns around and she's like, and then when she turns around, he starts humming. And this is the jump, yeah, this is the jump scare that got me. He just wakes the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why I didn't expect it. I guess I was expecting him to start saying more things, but he just wakes up. And it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) And he says somebody is inside his head and is scaring him. That's what happens then. So, Mile, he's not remembering things. Somebody's hurting him. Somebody's in his head and is scaring him. Like, all these things are happening, and this mom is getting increasingly, obviously, increasingly concerned. Like, kid beats somebody with a wrench and doesn't remember it. Like, obviously, but also he's starting to see a lot of weirder things. And uh, something in horror movies that I also, you know, I have a thing with lights. But something that also gets me is when they're listening to scary recordings in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like The Exorcist, The Conjuring, like really like most of them. Mm-hmm. The therapist is sitting in her dark office, which she could easily turn on the fucking lamp or something. Right. And she's listening to this recording of Miles speaking this, whatever language he's speaking. And she calls, later she calls in the mom to meet a friend a colleague of hers mm-hmm. that she called his name is arthur and, and he was in storm of the century and he was amazing oh did not know that <laughs> arthur tells sarah that he's speaking a rare dialect of hungarian and 
Miles said when she was recording, shut up, you filthy whore, stop crying, or I'll cut your eyes out. I'll watch you die. But he was having a good dream. And yeah, and that's when she said, no, I was having a good dream. No, no, no. Throw the whole kid away. She's got to get a new one at this point. Try again. Arthur basically says that food preference is changing. Feeling displaced in his own body can mean that another person has been reincarnated into his body. Right. And Arthur tells the story of a six-year-old that he had a detailed memories of a previous life when he allowed the boy to basically talk about that. I think mm-hmm. he was in India. Uh, and the boy was like five or six when he, he recalled his mother, his siblings, all these people and things, and even where he lived. And so they went to this town where the boy remembered living in a past life, and he let him finish whatever unfinished business he had, and then the boy was fine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a ghost. Like, some in a lot of ghost spirit right. movies, they are lingering in our world because of unfinished business, mm-hmm. and it's basically the same concept. Arthur says the person in Miles is dangerous because it's saying, I'm mm-hmm. going to watch you die. Like, my kid, all they have to do is whisper that one time in their sleep. No. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> exactly. But, again, Sarah's not buying it. She's mad. She's like, I'm looking for answers and you're giving me fucking reincarnation bullshit. No. Cue tonight. Miles is humming that song and he's just staring. So that gives you the first yeah. little, like, you know, if you are dealing with a psychopath and there's a dog in the picture or a cat or, any or a squirrel, like, they're not going to, they're not going to make it very long. But he wants. And especially if you're in a horror movie. Oh, They're yeah. also not going to make it long. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of just screwed yeah. on this one. Yeah. And um, he wants to have a staring contest with his mom again, like that cute thing they did, but she's not really in the mood. She's starting to realize that he's spooky. While she may not want to actually admit it out loud, this guy may actually be right, and maybe there is someone else in her son. She, because they're doing this staring contest, she's staring straight into his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the literally the point. And they're like kind of holding hands, and he's like stroking her hand, mm-hmm. kind of in a weird way. And she gets, you can see a slight inkling that it's not her son while staring into his eyes. And he like pinches her or scrapes her with his nail or he he, sticks his finger in between her fingers. Okay, he hurts her a little. And she asks where he learned that song. And he says, oh, I learned it from you, mommy. You sang it to me when I was a baby. And she said, no, I didn't. And Mm -hmm. she basically just leaves the table. Like she's just really freaked out Mm -hmm. at this point. And she watches like internet videos on a path like past lives mm-hmm. reincarnation those kind of things so she's starting to entertain this idea right. and then john walks in on her and of course typical men in horror yeah you're crazy they're never gonna believe it yeah and he says that miles is sick and that's what it is and they just need to, to find help because mm-hmm. he's sick sick is an understatement yeah a psychopath is sick but there's no cure like yeah you know and this is super spooky. It Like, she goes, I think, to look in on him or something. My notes weren't very clear right here. But she goes into his room, and he's sitting at his desk. And she sees, like, somebody else's face entirely. Yes. That made me jump a little, too, because I wasn't expecting well, it. Well, uh, she's standing at the door talking to him, and he's turned away. And then she tells the dog, who's growling at him, to you know, Yeah, the shoot, dog's barking at him. And she yeah. turns back, and his face is not his face. It's way older. 
so she's not crazy and Mm-mm. Arthur is not crazy and it cuts to the elementary school and Miles is humming and drawing hands like the one that the old soul within him cut off yeah. so your suspicions are pretty much confirmed here that the person inside Miles is the killer at the beginning yeah like it, it doesn't come out but I mean he's drawing hands Mm-hmm. Obviously, there wouldn't make a whole thing about hands in the beginning if that wasn't who it was, and he wouldn't even be in story. So, right. this, but this is really when you know where that link is. Yeah, it's very much like a mix between Child's Play and The Omen. Where, like in Child's Play, he ends up in the doll, mm-hmm. but The Omen is still about an evil kid. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I like combination this book. of the two. I, I love this movie. It is a book, though. On that note, it is. It is. Yeah. It cuts tonight and. He's, like, sharpening what look like big hedge cutters. They're, like, giant scissors. And my note right here says, where are his parents? (laughs) He's an only child. Mm -hmm. He's down in the cellar sharpening a blade. Where are the parents? Are they sleeping? I don't know. I I would assume. I would assume. But, like, and I know you can't keep track of your kids all the time, but... You know he's spooky. I'd have put an alarm on his fucking door. There's plenty <laughs> of parents that put locks on their sociopath children. Yeah. I mean, this is why. And the rad kids, stuff like that. They freaking hurt you. Yeah. It cuts today, and of course, John can't find their dog. This is a rough one, you guys. <laughs> the gate is open, and so it looks like the dog was just let out, basically. And so... Miles is playing a video game, like he's playing a shooter, you can tell, and they ask, John asks Miles to help, you know, look for the dog, and the dad turns the TV off, and Miles is pissed, and I would, I would be so scared of this kid at this point, I'd never piss him off. Right. I know that's not a way to, like, discipline a child, but holy shit, he's scary. Mm-hmm. And Miles says, you know, they're in the car, and maybe she got hit by a car, and he says some creepy shit about everyone dying, and then he looks at his dad, and he's like, you're gonna die. And his dad's like, don't talk to me that way. And then he basically starts taunting his dad about his dad beating him. Mm -hmm. Like, um, the grandfather beating his dad. Right, which the dad thinks at this point he doesn't know. So how does he know that information? Yeah, the dad is starting to get... I mean, obviously Sarah is concerned, but she's more of, like, the the feminine nurturing, Mm -hmm. you know, And we're still gonna help him. Right. The dad is, is afraid of him. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably be Sarah, too, which is hard to admit because I just want to be like, nope, fuck that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. But John tells Sarah, he said, quote, some creepy shit about knowing stuff about his grandfather, and while they're having this fight about Miles being creepy as shit, uh, they find out that Miles has put a camera or a recording device on a picture frame and has been spying on it. He put the old baby monitor, the one they used to watch him, on the back of their family photo and has been spying on them. And fucking creepy. Yeah, John totally loses it and fucking goes to his brother's house. Like, he's leaves. As which, he should. Yeah, I get that. But you made this kid, too. And he is also your responsibility. Which I get. But he is to the point of so angry that what if he hurts that child? Maybe he does need some time away. That's true. It just sucks for Sarah because she's also scared. Like, I would really want my partner. Yeah. You know, two versus one at least. And then it cuts to Sarah giving Miles a bath and Miles asks what's wrong with him because he this kid knows like Mm -hmm. something's not right and Sarah tells him that he's just sick and he says sometimes he leaves his body when he's lying in bed and that they're not dreams and he says he dreams when he's awake 
and he does it to make room for things. Which creeps me out and makes me feel so bad for that boy. How and he scary. says it happens every night, too. Does he never, like, rest either? Like, that sucks. I didn't even think, but, like, he knows something's happening when he's sleeping, so obviously he doesn't want to go to sleep. This poor kid's got to be horribly sleep-deprived mm-hmm. and leaving his body, essentially, in his mind. Like, that's so scary. So that night, loud noises wake Sarah up, and Miles is standing at the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. This is one of those scenes that's in the trailer. Yeah. And little, there are not, are not many, like, fun facts about this movie because it's so new, but they did, they always do test showings on test audiences to see what they think the movie's going to do. You know, studios mm-hmm. will usually be like, what can we expect here? And this scene, I guess, was so scary that they had to reshoot it. Now... I will say that it was creepy, but again, maybe we're just a little too hardened where it's like, okay, moving on. You know, it didn't stick with me that much, but... Well, did we get the reshoot then? We got the reshoot, but... So who knows how scary it was. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's a rated R horror movie. I know if I buy a rated R movie ticket, it's going to be a lot of horrifying imaging, Mm -hmm. really violent, really sexual, or all of them. Yeah. You know? So... I don't know. I think that's why you do a rated R horror film, but whatever. It's I was not in the test audience. <laughs> and that wasn't the only scene either that they scaled really? down. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, well, I did oh, kind of like that they scaled it down, though. I will say yeah. that because there aren't the jump scares for you. This is more of a psychological scary. Of that's true. There's someone taking over this little boy. That's true. Uh, the loud noises wake her up and Miles is standing at the end of the hallway and Miles says he's scared and she bends down and she reaches out for him and he runs really fast to her and while he's running he turns into this full grown man that grabs Sarah Ooh. and turns out to be a dream. Well she wakes up really hard. Yeah. And Miles is standing there. Ooh, in the doorway. That's that is so terrifying and that is why kids are creepy right there oh he's just like standing there watching her i probably mentioned this in a previous episode i don't remember if it's just something i just told you or actually said on the podcast but when i was a kid i would get if i woke up and was feeling nauseous or congested or i just needed medicine of Mm -hmm. some sort or didn't feel good i would go and stand next to my mom who's asleep and she lays on her side so her face would be facing me and i would just stand there and i would be like and I would like poke her a little bit, but I wouldn't like mom. I would like just stand there. And then every single time she woke up, she went like, <laughs> terrified my poor mother. Kids are and, the I, worst. and I'm gonna get it back so hard one day if I ever have kids. Oh, my kids are gonna be so creepy. <laughs> but Miles is staring at her and asks if he can sleep with her. And he gets in bed and he basically cuddles up to her and he moves his hand to her shoulder and you can tell she's scared as fuck well she just had this horrible nightmare about him so whether or not she's being a good mom or not she needs time to recover from that freaking nightmare before snuggling with the thing with your demon yes and after he asks will you always love me no matter what i do she says yes which she shouldn't have I mean, she's going to say yes in that moment. I know. There's no way you would actually feel uh, that shit. No. That stopped a long time ago. 
she notices, and I don't know why just now, like, it's one of those movie things where, like, oh, you haven't been noticing this, like, throughout your house or for the last, like, day or whatever. Well, the flies take time to birth themselves. But, like, immediately as he's being creepy. It was just weird timing. Oh, I see what you mean. Got it. Okay, there. But she notices flies buzzing around the doorway, and she gets up to look, and there are flies just all around the house. And, of course, she goes straight to the basement, and she finds this blood trail. I hate this scene so much. Yeah, and while she's trying to pry a board open to, there's like a workbench and and a board has been nailed to it to keep something in. With blood seeping out. Oh yeah, just dripping, pouring out. And she's doing that to find out what's bleeding and Miles walks up behind her and he's got a hammer. And so of course you think. He's going to get her. Yeah, but he hands her the hammer and says, sometimes when I leave my body, bad things happen. And Miles is crying and shaking and he's scared. And she pulls out the board and she finds the dog Tallulah's mutilated body. And it's graphic. Yeah, it's super graphic and there's a pop missing. Yeah. And Miles is crying and saying it wasn't his fault, it wasn't him. And she says she's going to take him to somebody to help him get better. My dogs are my whole world. (laughs) Especially my pug that I've had for so long you know i would turn that child in so fucking fast i would call the cops and be like i just found this you need to get him out of my house before i kill him yeah period i I, you know and i would just be like it's the safety of the rest of my family like Mm -hmm. i i will love this child but it is beyond parenting there is nothing you can do for that and knowing what we know now in this modern era I mean if a kid's killing animals like that for fun like that's that's something that officials need to know the state needs to know the FBI maybe need at some point like that's serial killer material right there yep the potential you know is there but Miles is you know crying and shaking and you know so and still still being a mom so the next day, she takes him to Arthur, and Arthur puts him under hypnosis to try to get the invading body out, and Arthur says since Miles is eight, it's almost too late. They've mm-hmm. waited too long. And so he's listening to a metronome, and he eventually goes under hypnosis, and this was a pretty good scene, in my opinion. It was a really good scene. It was very interesting, and I was really into it. Arthur starts speaking Hungarian to mm-hmm. this, I don't know, entity, this yeah. other, other Miles, basically, and gets him, that's how it gets him to start talking, and you find out that his parents were Hungarian farmers that moved to Ohio, but he was more creative or something mm-hmm. like that, something spooky, he, where you're like, oh, you kill people, got right, it. Exactly. <laughs> and he says he is Miles now. And Arthur asks Miles, and Miles, if you're in there, tell me his name. And you can tell there's a war mm-hmm. inside of Miles. And this was, I was not expecting this, to be honest with you, this next part where he blackmails him. Yeah. This entity in Miles black, blackmails Arthur and says that he has a lot of drugs in his medicine cabinet and that he grabbed and says he would place pubic hair in his teeth there would be drugs in his system, and he would frame him for drugging and raping him. Smart. I mean, we yeah. know that this guy was smart. Yeah. So, and sense. Yeah. And it, you know, if this was me, I probably, just for research purposes, would have recorded it. And I was like, why didn't he record it? Right. You know? 
not Miles, makes him tell Sarah there is no one in his body. Arthur says, nothing happened. It didn't work. You gotta go. I mean, at this point, he's not supposed to know, the therapist is not supposed to know this, but at this point, I don't think she would have even believed Miles if he said it. Like, he just fucking killed her dog. She's probably like, "Hmm, he's a fucking liar. Yeah. He killed the dog and then said, oh, I don't know where she is. Like, (laughs) yep. Even went out to go look for it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't believe that he just got raped by this dude in there. Yeah. They get home, and John is home, and um, this is when Sarah shows him his dog's body, and she put it in, like, a black trash bag. Which I can't believe she got it out of the house. I wouldn't have been able to. I don't think I would have been able to either. Mm -hmm. I would have called the police. I would have called if I had, like, I don't know, a friend or a parent or, like, something to at least help me. firefighter like just you know whatever like she flat out says in the beginning you know she loves this dog because she says we're gonna bring your brother home yeah so that's one of her kids too i i couldn't do that i don't think i could look at my kid the same ever that's why they'd have to go away yeah john says he doesn't feel safe with miles in the house and wants him to be admitted to an institution and for me that would be the move at this point yeah he's right but uh Arthur basically calls Sarah in the middle of the night and tells her to go to her computer and that the family is in danger. The person inside Miles is a master manipulator and a liar named Edward Skarka. I think his name is Edward Skarka. And of course, she goes downstairs and she opens her laptop and she's Googling this dude to with her back to nothing. No, and this kid's and creepy, wandering around. And turn on the fucking light. Yeah. Is it that fucking hard? Like... You're in your house. I know you're trying not to wake Miles up, but at least if you turn the light on and face towards the stairs, you, you will see. see him come downstairs. Exactly. And even if he knows you're up to some shit, at least you fucking see him. That, ooh, I hate when people don't turn the lights on in horror movies. That's my, that's the hill I'm going to die yeah. on. Is turn on the fucking light. That's like my only thing wrong with this movie, and it's wrong in all horror movies. Yeah. Is that it's just a thing. It's just stupid horror yeah. movie things like leaving your back to nothing, yep. not turning the lights on. Come on. But Edward Skarka, she Googles him, and we all know he's a killer. And she has her, like, her back to nothing (laughs) again. And he killed nine women. So Sarah's like, okay, what does he want? Sarah hears a noise and still doesn't turn any light on. Doesn't even look behind her. Doesn't turn her fucking computer off. Like, his name is all over it. Yeah. All she goes is, I've got to let you go. And then wanders off with her computer wide open. I also would like to make the point that she's on a smartphone. You don't have to open your laptop to Google things anymore. Right. This movie was made in 2018. Like They have to because it's a bigger screen for them to I know, <laughs> do the like, shots at to film. I get it, but, you know, I don't know. Like, there are other ways. And... Go to your car. Like, just, you know that your kid's been spying on you, recording you. Like, he's doing some creepy fucking shit. Yeah, Get absolutely. out of the house to do that. Yep. Or be like, hey, text me the name. Or whatever. Like, I'll do it later. Why'd she have to do it right then? Because she's going to get caught. John wakes up and she says, we have to do something about Miles right away. But he absolutely cannot know. And guess what? He, You can see his silhouette standing in the other room. Because they, like, pan through the living room. And he's standing against the window fucking listening to them. Which, I would just assume he's always listening. Exactly. And then she, like, thinks that she hears him in there, but she still doesn't turn on the fucking light to go in and check on him. Like I said, she hears something and she doesn't go searching for it. She's like, let's go in the living room, but it's pitch black, and I can totally see, right? So cut to day, Miles 
leaving for school, and Sarah tells John to wait an hour, packs some of his clothes, and she'll meet him there, wherever there is. So John goes and picks up Miles from school and says he has to leave because there's a family emergency, but Miles doesn't want to go. So Miles is at the point where he's pretty much never in his body. Miles isn't. I would not know how to handle that shit. If your kid's being defiant, like, with just you, whatever. You can grab them a little rougher than usual by the arm or spank them or whatever you need to do in that moment. You can't do that at a school. Yeah, it's in front of the whole class, and he's just, like, staring at his dad, and he's not getting up. And he's like, Miles, no, the kid's not getting up. The teacher's like, um. Well, he shouts his name even louder, and the teacher's like, oh, my God, you're abusive. No, he's literally being defiant right now. What are you expecting him to do? Teachers yell at kids all the time. Exactly. (laughs) It's legally okay for principals to still go whip a kid in their office in the state of Colorado. Really? <laughs> that is shocking to me. Yeah. He at least finally gets up and goes, so it's not like a whole, it's a little bit of a scene, but it's not like a whole thing. What do you do? You <laughs> grab him and yank him out. Just pick up the yeah. chair. Like, look, I'm not touching the kid. Exactly. Like. <laughs> Sarah is at home packing his clothes, and she finds a secret compartment in his closet with the book that the surviving victim victim (laughs) wrote and instructions basically how to get to her he came back to kill her and he was the thrush creek killer Mm -hmm. and so she's like oh that's Mm -hmm. why that's his unfinished business Mm -hmm. cut to john and miles in a car and john says which john's a fucking idiot this also baffles me john says we're gonna put you in an institution doesn't say it like that but he's crying and he's like we love you but you just need help like you know so you're gonna go away for a little while or whatever and miles again not miles anymore most of the time at least that we know of he has those fucking hedge clippers again or whatever they, the mm-hmm. giant fucking scissors how yeah where did he did he put them in the car had them in his backpack maybe because they came from school Ew. but he's just walking around with that shit in there <sighs> he cuts john's seatbelt and he stabs him in, like, the stomach. Mm-hmm. So he crashes the car. Mm-hmm. And obviously not not in a seatbelt. Like, he gets yeah. fucked up. And then Sarah cut to her at the hospital. And John's hooked up to a ventilator. And essentially, not quite on life support, but he's not doing great. Mm-hmm. And she whispers to John that she thinks she knows how to stop it. And that she might be able to save Miles and they can be together again. Right. Just wishful thinking. She goes to see Miles, who is down the hall in the hospital and... Pretty much at this, I mean, he's not really even banged up at all. But Miles hugs her and he starts sobbing and she removes his hands. She doesn't even hug him back. Yeah, she's so creeped out. Like she she's knows like, don't touch She me. knows who this is. She knows there's a serial killer in yeah. her son's body and mine. And she leans down and, of course, he says he doesn't remember anything about the car crash. You know, so he says. And she says she knows how she can help him, but he has to trust her in whatever she does. And he hugs her, so I guess that's an agreement. And they're in the car, and she stops by a pawn shop. And Miles sees... The parents make a lot of stupid mistakes. He's... I'm sure he could figure it out, but he sees the book that the survivor wrote and all the papers yeah, that she found sitting on the in seat. the passenger seat. Which I know in the console or something. I heard you sigh and I know you were frustrated. I was hoping beyond hope. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt that she was doing that for a reason. Like knowing he would see it and it was going to mm-hmm. help her out in the end. It didn't. But no. I was hoping. Yeah. So he knows where he's going now. Yeah. And she gets back in the car and... She tells him that he needs to take his sleeping medicine because she can't trust him. And he takes it because he knows where 
they're going. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, fine. I'll just sleep for this whole ride to Ohio. Right, absolutely. And she says she's going to take care of what you came back for after he kind of bounced off. So they're driving to Ohio, and they drove through the night, like completely through the night. And in the morning, she pulls up to a driveway, and Miles is still asleep, and she's at Margaret St. James's, which is the victim that got away. Sarah goes up to her house and says that your book really helped me. Like, can I please talk to you? And Margaret says she makes a point of not seeing people at her home, but she's a good person and she wants to help. So she lets her in. And something she does pretty much right away is her cat wants to go outside. So she opens the door and lets her cat outside. Um, I marked here possibly another animal death, but it wasn't. There wasn't. Yeah. Don't worry about the cat. They sit down at, the, at Margaret's kitchen table, and Margaret asks her if what happened to her has been going on for a while, and she says it has, and it has to do with her son. And while they're talking, she finds out Margaret has children, and it's making Sarah feel terrible about even being there. Right. Because if she truly is going to finish what he came back for, she has to kill Margaret. Right. And at the pawn shop, she bought a gun. But then, I mean... This is in theory. We don't even get to this point. But mm-hmm. would it have even worked? Like, he came back for that. That was his unfinished business. Wouldn't he just stay around if she killed it, this person? Yeah. And she finds out. When she finds out, you know, she starts saying she shouldn't have come. And she goes to leave and asks where the restroom is. And she's in the restroom and she has a meltdown. And she starts loading her revolver. Mm-hmm. Saying she's so sorry. And they go back out and cuts to Margaret and her cat's back inside and she's like how did you get back inside and then Sarah comes out with the gun pointed at her but Miles is inside and she looks at him and Miles quote unquote says which one do you like better blue or hazel blue or hazel and he has a knife and Margaret is like how did you know that's what he said to me and he stabs Margaret in the stomach. And this is such a brutal Viciously. kill. Oh, my God. He this, oh, it was awesome, though. It like, was, it was, but we're both like, ooh. Yeah. He stabs her in the stomach, and he rips the knife from one side of her stomach to the other. Yeah, and he just, just, like, like one clean tear. And he says, you should have never left me, Margaret. Miles stands up and he stares and he drops the knife and he walks out and Sarah tries to help Margaret because obviously she feels guilty, but it's, and she just saw her, what appears to be her son, or at least the embodiment of her son, just rip this woman's, like, basically, like, if she would have been the other, like, rolled over, her fucking intestines would have fallen out, and, but it's obviously too late, like, there's no coming back from that, you're gonna bleed out real quick. So she runs out to find Miles, and she's running around and screaming for him, and she finds him kneeling in a field. And she kneels down to him, and Miles turns and says, It's too late. And I wrote, I know I've already said this, throw the kid out. Like, you're done. <laughs> yeah. It's done. It's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Which she does pretty quick. She gets there really fast and mm-hmm. impressed. She says, You got what you came for. Now give me my son back. And he says he's been Miles the whole time, and Miles died a long time ago. And... He says that the last time you talked to Miles was, I think, when he asked if you'll always love me no matter what I do. Yeah. And so from that point on, Miles has just not been in. I mean, he's been gone. Right. And he said he knew Sarah would take him to Margaret, and that's been his plan. And he says, you know, I've been basically playing you this whole time to get what I want. Right. And Sarah says, you took Miles' soul 
you cannot have his body. And so she goes to shoot him, and a gun Which goes off. Which I'm so proud of her for a second. Yes, and then... yes. A, a gun goes off, and it kind of cuts to black for a second, but then it wakes up, and they're on the ground staring at mm-hmm. each other. But you see that a man that was like a bystander had a shotgun and, of course, did the right thing. You see a, yeah. a grown-ass woman going Pointing to shoot a child. So he shot her, and Miles runs to the man, and the She's man says, out. oh, yeah, she bleeds out. Says, uh, you're safe now, and then Sarah dies. And it, the, basically the last scene is Miles is being put into, like, a temporary foster home while his dad gets better. So John still has to yeah. deal with this, but he has no idea what's happened. How horrible. And Miles goes into his new room and hums the song, and jump scare, big dude is behind him. Yeah, that one know. did get me because the music pops yeah, in. And... right. It's just sudden you think you're kind of trailing off into the credits. Like, you know you're going to see him when it goes to the mirror, but then, yeah, the music, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we didn't know what we were really getting into coming into this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't really have any idea. The and trailer was so vague. We just kind of, I just sat there for a few minutes after the movie, and I was kind of making my final notes, and I wasn't really sure what my opinion was. I was kind of playing around, like, I mean, I was interested the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was pretty captivating. There were a few things, like the little nuancey things that always that irritate me. Yeah. Knows. I mean, but overall, I think I would recommend watching this movie. It's um, it's different because it's not. It is kind of a possession movie, but it's a reincarnation movie. Mm-hmm. Like this kid, this killer died and then miles was born that same minute or a couple minutes later and it's just a very i don't know if anything like this obviously there are similarities but with possessions it's typically always the same storyline this had a a very unique uh, approach yeah i know you also noticed and i'm surprised you didn't bring it up so i'm gonna bring it up for you the font and coloring Right in the beginning of the oh, title, yeah, I did mention was that the too. omen, yeah. which was so cool to me. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. Or at least it was so similar to yes. where that's why they did it. It was Absolutely. black screen, bright red letters, and similar font I, as the omen. I love this movie. Five out of five. This is definitely yeah. going into my rotation as, I mean, we're just starting the year, but so far my favorite movie of the year. Really? Absolutely. That's loved awesome. This movie. It was really good. I, I would probably... I know this is going to be on the website. I will probably round it out. But like a 4.2 mm-hmm. for me. I'm a little harder because I'm just waiting for the movie that really just. That really gets you. Yep. It'll probably be it for you. <sighs> you're right. I mean, it this year it'll be. probably be it. Yeah, you're right. It probably will be. Or pe- maybe Pet Cemetery. It'll blow Pet me Cemetery away. looks so scary. It I'm, does. I'm freaked out to see it. But I'm excited freaked out. Yeah. Like it might actually get me. Right. Yeah. Well, this was just a hype episode, but it ended up being a little longer because, like, we just talked through the scenes so mm-hmm. much. Uh, but, yeah, definitely give it a – I mean, give it a watch. It'll be out on Blu-ray soon definitely. or in the dollar theaters. It's I mean, definitely worth it. At least in our town, we mm-hmm. still have one movie theater that's playing at least five showings a day. So it's, yeah. it's still got a little bit of time, it yeah. seems. But definitely go see it, you guys. It was amazing. Yeah. So thank you for listening to – this is only our second hype episode, mm-hmm. but we do have – there are some movies coming out, so maybe if they seem good enough, we'll just do them as we feel like we need to. Yeah, but absolutely. But I would definitely recommend going and seeing The Prodigy. And if you have, again, if you have any stories you want to share with us or any thoughts, you can always email us at theextrasisters at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Extra Sisters Podcast and on Twitter at The Extra Sisters. Till then, stay creepy. <laughs> <laughs>